Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Great Reset. I am producer Paul. That's producer, not host, so I'm not normally in this chair. Uh, so John Roberts is uh, on leave for a little bit. He's taking care of some personal business, uh, but he should be back uh, by next week, I would assume. Uh, joining me today, we got, of course, David Waterman with the Windows Public Health Coalition. I think I got, what, a crowd clap there? Woo! All right. And so, you know, to jump things off, you know, we always got to start off with the tradition of jokes my neighbor tells me. And so, oh, look at that. Yeah, I I just read it and it's terrible. <laughs> so here we go. You mean your neighbor didn't tell you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he... All right, thanks Thanks for this one, John. Why did a farmer plow his field with a steamroller? Because he wanted to grow mashed potatoes. <laughs> you got a thumbs up? No. Nope. Got a thumbs, thumbs up, up. In, the, in the background there. I, I kind of like it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there goes the music. That's right. I, I, think, I think I should have been dialing that down anyway. Okay. Well, here we are. Take it away, David. You look good. <laughs> you look good, Paul. Good to see you this morning. Oh. oh, yep. Sorry. We have to do our first ad. Good. Thank you. And we would like to thank Executive Properties for all, always sponsoring our shows here. Oh, yep. There you go. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Well, thanks again, uh, Executive Properties. Uh, we'd also like to uh, give a shout-out to the Midsummer Music Fest. Uh, we got a pair of uh, tickets to the Gone Country one that's happening this weekend, a $300 value. Uh, so just uh, go, go to the, our website uh, on the contact link, say, I want those tickets, or uh, throw it up in the chat. But, yep, we got, uh, I think, four more passes, and it's this weekend, so... They're 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 three hundred dollar value. Jump on it. Um, we'll go ahead and run that midsummer ad. The Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest is happening June first through June third in Monaga, Minnesota. There's fourteen hit country music acts playing over three days, like Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbett, and more. General admission, in addition to having on-site camping, will be available for RVs and tents. To find out more information about the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest and how to buy additional tickets, scan the on-screen QR code, check out their Facebook page or their website at MidsummerMusicFest.com. All right, and we are back. And enough with the making paying the bills. Let's, <laughs> well, that's important. It is important. You have you to know, do that. We want to keep the shows no, going. Huh? That's right. So. Yeah, that's very important. <clears throat> yeah, good. So, Paul, good to see you. You look good in that chair. I like your hat. Hey, you know what? I meant to wear mine. Um, this hat, I will start off by saying this hat is obviously obsolete because we can't keep America great since it's no longer great. America is in the biggest 
the biggest trouble it's been in, in really in my lifetime and probably in the last 250 years. Um, but I wear it. I've started wearing it again because everyone knows what this is, right? They look at this, they see it, and they say, oh, 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 oh no, he's a Trump supporter. Mega uh, extremist. Yeah, mega extremist. Uh, and it's very interesting because I get the, the, the different reactions that I get from wearing this hat. I do want to get one that says either MAGA or Make America Great Again, which is where we have to start. Um, but but I walked into the store last week and with this hat on, and the first guy that walked out said, hey, I like your hat. I said, I like yours too. Guess what his hat said? Hmm. Vietnam veteran. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's I think 90 90- Nine percent of the supporters, right? The, the 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 men who have fought on behalf of our country, they get it, right? Well, the, you know, the, you know, it's, you made me think of it. That's kind of funny because Build Back Better. Well, that makes sense because they just keep breaking stuff, <laughs> you know, right? So, right, and that, by the way, is also a communist. You know, that's a CCP. Uh, saying that they're using all over the all over the world, CCP slash WEF, same difference practically. Uh, so so I decided to wear it because more and more people are getting. Oh, I can't back Trump because he's too radical. Oh, the press is going to just destroy him. They're attacking him again, and I don't want to be attacked like them. No, folks, put your big boy pants on. Say, hey, I'm I'm voting for for President Trump. I really hope that uh, he manages to prevent the kind of fraud from happening in the 2024 election that happened in the 2020 election so that so that we can actually uh, maybe do an about face and and have a chance of saving our country because we are in the greatest jeopardy today as a country that we've been in since the uh, since the, the Civil War. Yeah, and, and the one thing that is just so frustrating to me. And, you know, I, I like Trump. I wouldn't mind if he got back in office or anybody that could do a job just as well as he did. But the thing that drives me nuts is that all these attacks on him throughout the years, and you can see that they're all completely made up, and he keeps defeating all of them. And so for that to happen, that means he's doing something right. Yeah, so thanks for the introduction. So I, I, I'm i sure you didn't mean to say I wouldn't mind. I'm sure what you meant to say was I can't wait until President Trump is back in the White House. Yeah. Because I, I fully believe, okay, number one, who's who's the top enemy? Which country is the greatest threat to America and American freedoms? Which country in the world, worldwide, is the greatest threat to America? Well, I mean, the answer would be china but, absolutely but i don't know if that would necessarily be true because there are a lot of uh countries that have nuclear weapons so any one of them could be equally dangerous you, if you're talking about a hot war any one of them could be equally dangerous but if you line up a row of 50 police officers and a row of 50 armed american citizens who are patriots and then you throw in two true terrorists to people who hate America, who hate Americans and who are armed. And you were to say of all those, you know, 102 people, which ones is the greatest threat to Americans walking around on the streets and the malls, whatever. Yeah, it would be China. It would be those two. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's China. Right. Because China has declared that America is their enemy and they declared in 1943, Mao said in 1943, he will first take over 
China with communism, and then he will defeat America. And they've never deviated from that plan. They've never deviated from that strategy. So, <clears throat> uh, so America's under attack, and we, uh, but you, but I, I want to just go to this. President Trump has been under attack, viciously attacked. Someone said to me the other day, oh, because I was wearing this hat, and I went up to the checkout counter, and the woman running the cashier, the cashier lady said, oh, okay. And I said, oh, yes, what, what is it? Well, obviously, I noticed your hat. I said, yeah, so what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. She said, well, I, I'm, I'm an ever-Trumper. I said, okay, that's fine. I used to be an ever-Trumper, but I changed my mind. So why are you an ever-Trumper? And she said, well, I, well I, could vote. I, could, I, could, I could vote for DeSantis. I could see, you know, even voting for Biden again, maybe, and I could vote for him. I said, well, wait, wait a minute. What about Trump? What is it? Uh, oh, he's just, you know... He's just, he's, he's just a racist. I said, really, based on what? I mean, how, how, there's no, why is it that you don't like, well, he's, I said, you know, I, I talked to Kevin Kramer, Senator Kramer, when he was first endorsing Trump, and I was opposed to Trump, and I said, why are you endorsing him? He said, David, I talked to two men who know Donald Trump personally very well, and I asked them, what will he be like if he becomes president? And they both told me the same thing. And the woman said, great chaos. I said, oh, there was no chaos under the Trump administration. I mean, he, he did tremendous things. He's the only president in my lifetime who has pushed back against China. I said, China's our greatest threat. And he's the only president who's been able to push back against China. She said, well, that's true. Yeah. And you know what? I believe he's the only man running who has the capacity and the backbone to stand up to China and to push back again. You know, and, you know, I mean, a lot of people say he's crude, and he does say some dumb things, but that's part of why he is so good at what he does. I mean, I don't know if you saw that CNN meeting that he did. I saw part of it. Oh, yeah, I mean, but they're like, well, how would you handle the war in Ukraine? And he said, if I was president, there wouldn't have been a war in Ukraine. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, he's right. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Because here's the thing that people don't understand: we in America, oh, we just want everybody to play nice. We want everybody to be nice. Oh, we just, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. We've been trained to think that way through the CCP uh, program that's been in operation in our country for the last fifty years, more than fifty years. But that's what it's been for the last fifty years, um, <clears throat> among other things, and so. So we think that somehow, in order to have world peace, we have to take the Neville Chamberlain approach. What was the Neville Chamberlain approach? Appeasement. Oh, well, I don't want to offend Adolf, my friend Adolf. I don't want to offend him. So, I, yeah, we'll let him take a little bit of territory here, a little bit there. And then, and then he doesn't want anything else. Then, then he'll stop. Then Hitler will stop. Wrong! The strategy of appeasement never works with dictators. It never works with those people because they understand one thing and only one thing, and that's force, period. They don't understand, let's get along, let's just play nice. They don't get that. Dictators understand force. And who's got the greatest force? Is it them or you? Here's the, here, this is it. Here's, here's strategy 101 when dealing with foreign dictators. If you've got greater 
firepower than they do, greater force than they do, greater economic strength than they do. You use that to push them down so that they will stop threatening people, especially your people. President Trump gets that. He understands that really well. And a whole lot of other people don't. Oh, we think we can get along with you. We just need to make some deals so they'll feel, we need to help them grow their economy. No, you don't. You need to destroy the CCP because they're destroying their own people. It's not the Chinese people who are our enemy. The Chinese people are not the America, not the enemy of the American people. It's the Chinese Communist Party that's the, America, the, the enemy of the American people and the enemy of the Chinese people. And so President Trump knows how to push back against those bullies, and he's done it before, and he will do it again. That's why we need him more than anyone. I, I would never even consider, if President Trump is running, I would never even consider voting for anyone else. Okay. You don't think that DeSantis would have a pushback like Trump does? Well, let's look at DeSantis. Uh, I mean, I like a lot of the things that DeSantis did. He, uh, for example, in, in Florida, he let me just talk about him for just a quick second, and I'll reference the Epic Times just to make sure that I don't, that I don't miss anything. Here, let me make sure I get the right one. No, it's in this, it's in this section. Um, in Florida, they've just passed legislation saying that bathrooms must be based on biological sex. Obviously, he signed that bill, right? Ron DeSantis signed legislation that will require the use of public bathrooms and changing facilities in the state to be based on biological sex. Wow. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's... <laughs> that was normal for 150 years in America. Nobody would even think anything different. Now, because of the woke agenda, because of the trans agenda, we because of the CCP agenda, we have to actually say, hey... You can't use the boys' room if you're a girl. You can't use the girls' room if you're a boy. Yeah. Okay? And that, that covers, it applies to all restrooms and changing facilities in K-12 educational institutions, detention facilities, locker rooms, and all public buildings. So that's really good. According to the new law, any person who willfully enters a restroom or changing facility designed for the opposite sex in K-12 or any of those institutions commits an offense of trespass so they can be arrested. Okay, that's trespassing. Yeah. That's good. So I like the fact that he, I, I think that he's got a good position on a number of different issues. Let's look at his foreign policy experience. What does he have? Zero. He's got zero foreign policy experience. Zero. Mm-hmm. How is he going to hold up against China? But did Trump have any foreign policy? Did he have any experience when he went into the first time? Yes, he did, because he had traveled as a, as a billionaire. He spent a lot of time dealing with other countries. He had things manufactured in China. He dealt with Chinese officials before he became president. And he okay. dealt with... Yeah, that makes sense. So, so he had a lot of experience on the, the global stage even before he ran, which is something that DeSantis said doesn't have. Can DeSantis at some point... Gain that maybe mm-hmm. uh, is DeSantis here. I'm going to say something. People, you, you could get really triggered by this. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I don't think Ron DeSantis is personally wealthy enough to run for president. And and the reason I say that is because <clears throat> we can take the example from Carrie Lake, in who ran for governor of Arizona, right? And then she when she lost unfairly when they stole the election for her, gave it to Katie Hobbs. What a, what a, what a piece of work that woman is, Katie Hobbs. Boy, can you say CCP puppet? Yeah. She, um, well, but she did follow the, the very successful Biden plan. She, instead of campaigning and, and holding rallies, which, you know, she could get a dozen people to show up at a rally. Uh, she hid in her basement 
and let let Carrie Lake go out and do all the campaigning and hit the campaign trail and attracted thousands of people cheering for her. And so, of course, she lost and Katie won. This is what happened with Carrie Lake. She had a man that she knew show up at her house and say, Carrie, there are people in Washington, powerful people, wealthy people, who don't want you running. So here's the deal. We'll give you a job as, a, as an executive at this company, and you'll be paid big money. You really don't have to do much of anything. Big, big salary, big benefits, and all they ask is your guarantee that you will stay out of politics for the next couple of years. You get it? Mm-hmm. That stuff really happens. How do I know that that happened with Carrie Lake? Did I read about this on, uh, you know, in some, you know, Mother Earth News? No. It wasn't even in the Epic Times. Uh, Did I see it on Alex Jones' show? No. I heard it directly from Carrie Lake's mouth because she came out and said it. Here's what happened. This guy came to my house. Here's what he offered me. Mm -hmm. I told him I left a big salary to go into politics because I love Arizona and I love this country. And I want to do what's right for Arizona and for this country. That's the reason that I went, you think I'm going to stop doing that because you, you wave some big money in front of me again? No. In fact, I'd like you to leave. Carrie Lake made a very prescient, a very, very important statement about Donald Trump. She said, President Trump taught us how to fight. He did. We all need to learn how to fight as Americans. We can follow his example. The point is, President Trump is a multi-billionaire. Who's going to bribe him to do the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. Who's he going to take money from to turn a blind eye to their... Yeah, and he's already got security personnel and stuff, I'm sure. So, Well, yeah, he's got... I mean, he, he's got secret service protection for life mm-hmm. because he's a former president. Well, oh, I mean, before that, I'm sure he had his own company that and he hired to make sure that. Yeah. I'm sure he's had some kept him safe. security. Right. Yeah. But the point is he's not bribable. Mm-hmm. He can't be bribed. He believes in America. He wants to fight for America. And he's been, he did that the entire time that he was president. Now he's actually had real world experience of knowing that he had moles and traitors within his administration, people that he trusted, people who, by the way, had other, that other people had warned him about, people within his own administration had said, Mr. President, uh, you don't want to trust this guy. He's not a good guy. He's not on your team. I'm guessing guys like, you know, James Comey. <laughs> uh, and it, no, I think it's okay. I'm not saying James Comey. James Comey is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a traitor to his country. But... Um, President Trump was warned. And, and here's the other thing. People say to me, I had another guy say to me a couple of weeks ago, oh, I never vote for, I hate Trump, I hate Trump. Really? Well, oh, because he just, you're fired. He, you know, he fires, but you're fired, you're fired. I said, that was a TV persona. Yeah. He was playing a character on television. And that was his persona on that show. And it got him a lot of views. Got him, really got them the ratings. They want to see, is he going to fire this guy? But in real life, he's actually just the opposite. People that know him really well say he, one of his biggest weaknesses is that he has a very difficult time firing people because he trusts the people that he hires and he expects them to do what's right. And so he always wants to give them a second chance. 
That's, that's the real Donald Trump, not the TV personality Trump persona that he's developed. So he's strong. He's not bribable. He's proven that he can do the job. He fulfilled more promises. You know, you know, you know the purpose of the, the Department of Energy? We talked, did we talk about this last week? Uh, Department of Energy was created in 1977 with one purpose. Had one, there was one goal, only one goal for the Department of Energy. You know what it was? To make America energy independent. Ever since the Department of Energy was founded and created, we've become more and more dependent on other nations for our energy resources. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. President Trump in three years made us not just energy independent, but the energy leader in the world. We were completely energy uh, independent. We didn't rely on any other country to provide energy for us under President Trump. Now that's all gone away uh, since Biden has uh, stolen the office and taken over. So he's made us energy independent. He has pushed back on China. He's introduced tariff. He, he made our trade arrangement with, with China much better than it's ever been since Nixon. He renegotiated NAFTA, which is something that was said to be impossible. Nancy Pelosi mocked his presidential campaign claim that he would renegotiate. He'd get us out of NAFTA and renegotiate. She said, that's impossible. That's, it needs to be done, but it's impossible. He, no, he can never, no one can ever do that. Guess what? President Trump did it. He got us out of NAFTA, then he renegotiated a much better deal for us. Mm-hmm. Even Pelosi admitted, oh, this is a lot better deal than what we had before. Thank God she's gone. Ugh. You're right. But the point is, President Trump has proved his mettle, and he's done all of the, moved our, the, the American embassy from Tel Aviv to, to Jerusalem, which was, by the way, Congress guaranteed that that had to be completed. It was, it was, it was that that resolution was passed in 1995 by the U.S. Congress. We're going to move our embassy to Jerusalem, where Israel wants our embassy in Jerusalem. Passed in 1995, and the Congress said, "Yeah, and it's got to be complete by 1999." Every single president has kicked the can down the road and signed a little waiver saying, you know what, we're going to postpone it another six months. No, we'll postpone it another six months. No, we'll postpone it another six months. Bush did that. Obama did that. Everyone's done that. Except Trump. Trump said, hey, we told him we're going to move it to Jerusalem. Let's do it. And he got it done. Not only did he get it done, but he saved millions of taxpayer dollars in the process because the people that said, well, in order to do that, Mr. President, that's going to cost so many billion or whatever dollars. He said, no, we... Well, we already own property there. Anyway, well, he's you know, a very you know he, smart man. You know what he didn't do? Mm. Leave billions of dollars of military equipment in terrorist hands. He didn't do that either, did he? No. No, he would have... Right. So um, he has the... He's got the chops to get the job done. And I don't think there's anybody else that can because the threats against our country are so great. The enemy is so embedded in our national government, in our educational institutions, in the press... In, 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 in corporations, the big corporations around the country, our enemy is so embedded in all of those institutions that it will take literally Herculean effort to fight back and push back against all of them. Uh, I think that, so if anybody can do it, I think it's President Trump. You know, remember this guy, John Durham, 
He was going to be the prosecutor, the federal prosecutor who finally brought justice for America against all these people who perpetrated the Russian collusion hoax, which all the mainstream media picked up and ran with for three years. And then it turned out to be false. This guy, John Durham, was going to actually finally show, hey, look, that not only did that not happen, not only did Russia not collude with Trump or Trump not collude with Russia, but the FBI knew that they didn't when they were harassing Trump and when they were surveilling Trump. They knew that he didn't do those things. And we're going to now, now I'm going to, I'm going to make uh, legal referrals and, and indictments against the, the members of our government, including the FBI, who was behind that. FBI had a pro, the, the, the program was called Crossfire Hurricane. And it was all to surveil and take down President Trump. And at the same time to protect Hillary Clinton, which is what it did. But didn't take down Trump. You know, Mr. Durham's report failed to do anything, anything. There were no indictments, no indictments, zero, zero. All he did was he, he, he basically proved in detail that what we already knew, which was that it was all a big lie, was really a big lie. James Comey's not being charged. Uh, um, the Peter Strzok is not being charged. None of these people are being referred or tried. None of them are being indicted. What's going on? You know what it demonstrates? Deep, deep, deep corruption within the U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI. Here's what it says in, in Jeff Carlson's report. It says, Durham's report is deeply flawed, providing no convictions and no accountability. While the report fleshes out further details and reinforces points already made, there's very little that we already didn't know or hadn't already, uh, hadn't already been reported. <clears throat> is it, are they not getting indicted because, uh, what is it, Merrick Garland? Is that, who's the... Uh... No, it's, because, it's because, because of this guy, John Durham, who is a federal prosecutor, didn't bring any charges. It's, it's kind of like this, this woman right here. She is uh, an Algerian, uh, I'm sorry, she's, uh, she's a Nigerian student. Uh, her name is Deborah Emmanuel. She's a Christian who in, where was it? Uh, Christian, uh, um, I'm trying to find the name of the college. Um, she, she, she who Shiguri Teachers College where she was a student, she was stoned to death at the entrance of the college. Oh, gosh. By Muslim extremists because she was a Christian. The alleged killers of a Christian college student in Nigeria were released in January because Sokoto state prosecutors deliberately refused to show up in court. See how this works? These men stoned this woman to death because of her Christian faith. She was arrested and charged in Sokoto. Those are the local magistrate courts in Sokoto. Um, the, here are the guys that were, that were presented. Uh, I'm not going to say their names. 
these two murderers were, were arrested by Sokoto police and charges were brought against them. And here's the quote. Assuming the court documents quoted by media reports are correct, the murder charges against two suspects were struck out for lack of diligent prosecution. If the prosecutor doesn't show up in court and build and make the case against the people who have committed the crime, there's no justice. They don't go to jail. They don't serve time. They don't pay a fine. They literally walk because the prosecutor failed to show up. That's exactly what happened with John Durham and the whole case against all these criminals working in our government with Crossfire Hurricane trying to take down President Trump. The prosecutor, this, this guy, John Durham, didn't do his job. He said, yep, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. Who are you going to indict? Well, uh, nobody. Huh. We're facing a massive epidemic of corruption within our government. And it's, um, some people say that in, in, in the FBI itself, it is so systemic that there's no way, there's no way to ever get out of it. So, uh, yeah, we're in, we're in trouble, folks. We're <laughs> As a country, we're in trouble. And you know what? That, the fact that, that, that none of the, even though this is well known now, even though this is documented, well known, all the media outlets in, in, in this country know that the Russian collusion hoax that they pushed for three years against President Trump uh, is a lie. And the fact that they pushed it and never retracted it, that's the frosting on the cake. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was, that was good. Yeah, so, well, which one do I hit here? Ah, there we go. So, you know that music means it's time for our Oh for Heaven's Cakes ad. And you know, there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. That's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. The best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or just a treat. They make incredible specialty items by order or just walk in to find out more. While you're there, enjoy... Oh, no, they're not doing that anymore. If you're a business owner, check out their monthly employee discounts. Over Heaven's Cakes on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake and a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And I, I know graduation is just right around the corner, so you better call now if you want to get a, a graduation cake because I have a feeling that they're pretty busy making those right now. So, now so I, I, listen, for anyone who's watching or listening, I don't want anyone to think that I, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of this story by using the end of my comments as a, as a segue into that commercial, but <laughs> they do make good uh, cookies and cakes. They really do. Uh, no, this is the... So here's the deal. Uh, Paul, I don't believe for a, for a moment that we as a country are hopelessly lost in spite of the tremendous damage that's been done to our country by our enemy, the CCP. Um, 
there's a tremendous, for, for anyone that wants more information, to, who really wants to get an understanding of, of what's happened, how it works, and why it will destroy our nation, why it will be our ultimate downfall if we don't do something about it. There's a... Uh, there's a, uh, uh, a w- uh, well, really quickly, though, uh, to, do, to do something about it, I think Biden was trying to actually uh, fix America by raising the debt ceiling again. I don't know if you know anything about that. But well, I know they, the, I know they. Uh, I think they told them to pound sand. Yeah, right. But <laughs> they did what they did, and and I mean, granted, they got some good work. The Republicans got some good work done on that, but they still, from what I understand, and I haven't read, I haven't read a full report on it yet. But from what I understand, they still, they still um, funded the sixty-four or eighty-four thousand new IRS agents. Yeah. Oh, Which is a big problem because they're essentially they're creating a new army against the American people within our own country. Why, why doesn't he just ask for the money back from Ukraine? Well, that would be good. But, but the, so I could be totally off base on this, but when they raise the debt ceiling, I mean, that's, they're borrowing the money from China, aren't they? Uh, I think, I, I, you know what, I, 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 like I said, I don't know the details of, of that. Mm-hmm. China is going broke. I mean, China is going down. They're economically, they're worse off than we are because the government, they've got fiat currency, we've got fiat currency. So it's kind of a game, right, between the two countries at this point. Um, Texas, by the way, just as an aside, is talking about, there are people in this Texas legislature who were seriously talking about putting Texas back on the gold standard, right? So they already have a Texas gold depository where they've got a lot of gold stored up. And they're talking about, and that's where America got into trouble in the first place, because Nixon, after, I mean, the, the attack on the gold connection to the dollar was, uh, I mean, that was, that was, it was a long time coming just to create that split, to, to take us off the gold standard. But Nixon was the one that finally officially did it. And we've been in trouble ever since, because every single country that's had a fiat currency, eventually that currency goes to zero. The value the valid of the currency goes to zero. Um, I did want to mention this point. If you look on our website, uh, GrandForExpressSource.com, um, there's, there's a link to a, a YouTube video by Dr. James Lindsay on Marxism. It's called The Best 30-Minute Explanation of Marxism I Have Ever Heard. And that's not an exaggeration. Uh, Dr. Lindsay provides a five-hour expose on Marxism in America and how it works, and he does it in 30 minutes. Uh, It is jam-packed with really, really good and very accurate content. I've never heard anyone or seen anyone who does such a good job of explaining how Marxism works in America. Is it possible even to play a a short clip of that, like a a 15th? Sure, go ahead. So and and that will lead into the what I'm going to talk about next, which is about the whole you know the the transgender thing with Bud Light and with uh, North Face and Target and all these companies that are going woke. Woke is Marxism in America. It is cultural Marxism. That's just the new term for cultural Marxism or Western Marxism or American Marxism or whatever term you want to use. But it's the undermining of uh, American sovereignty and American freedoms based on the Constitution, which is based on the Bible, 
which is based on the idea that all of our rights and freedoms come from God, not from government. So you're, you have freedom of speech because God gives you freedom of speech. You have freedom of religion because God allows you to believe what you want to believe, even if you, what you believe is wrong. He tells you, don't believe in other gods, don't believe in false gods, just believe in me. But he doesn't force you to believe in him. He tells you, this is what you need to do, but he doesn't force you. He doesn't say, if you don't believe in me, I'm going to kill you. You know, what's uh, so ridiculous about this, too, because, you know, it's Pride Month. That's why they're, they're doing all this? That's in June. But so... So they're proud because they're gay or LGBTQ ampersign whatever thing it is, but so they're they're proud because they have a sexual preference. Yeah. So why can't they? I mean, a smart company like the Daily Wire is the only one that I've seen it. But I'm proud to be straight. So you're right. You know, and yeah. advertise that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but here's the here's the problem. Uh, I I have friends who are gay. Right. Um, this is not an anti-gay thing. Right? That's not what this is about. I don't want anybody, well, you're just homophobic. No, I'm not. I'm actually, if I'm fearful of anything, I'm fearful for um, men and women who have same-sex attractions because of the harm that following that practice uh, can do to them. I mean, there there have been men, there was a man, I I can't remember his name, was an ambassador to the U.S. back in the 60s who um, had same-sex attraction. Today we'd call him gay or homosexual. And, but he had a strong, a strong conviction about morality, and he did not think that his, his desires were healthy or right for him or for society. And so he just fought them. He just resisted it. He, he didn't have a live-in lover. He didn't pursue his, his impulses. desires, his impulses, right, because he said, I just don't think this is good for America. I know it's not good for me. And sadly, he didn't have anyone who could help him reorient his thinking, which is not only possible, but it used to be done on a regular basis before the 70s. The the American Psychiatric Association regularly treated men in particular who had same-sex attractions and didn't want them. So let's think about it. You say today, you say, you know, I know I'm male, but I feel like a woman on the inside. I think maybe I'm a woman on the inside. Today, you'd be celebrated. Oh, great, let us help you make that transition mm-hmm. away from your biology into your psychology, right? That's celebrated today. Back then, when someone said, I have same-sex attractions, a psychologist, psychiatrist would be able to say, hey, you know what? That's okay. We, you don't want to feel that way? We can help you with that. And they did. Over 70% of the men who went to psychologists, psychiatrists, saying, I've, I, have, I feel these same-sex attractions and I don't want them. I want to like women. I want to get turned on by women. They'd say, okay, well, we can. So they go through therapy. And at the end of the therapy, guess what? These men are suddenly turned on by women and they get married and they have kids and they live fulfilling, happy, heterosexual lives. Why? Because these psychologists helped them work through what it was that caused them to have those same sex, sex attractions in the first place. Some men uh, weren't successful in that. They, and this is, by the way, there are a lot of Christian counselors who've helped because when a person becomes a Christian, uh, the impact on a person's life through the power of the Holy Spirit working them is powerful beyond description. 
right? So, so I've heard multiple stories of people who, once they become Christians, God begins to work in their life, and it literally changes who they are and how they think and how they feel. They go on to, you know, homosexual activists. I had a conversation with him on the phone. I don't know, he, he's in Colorado, so I had to talk to him by phone. And uh, I mean, he was an activist. He hated Christians. He hated the Bible. He hated God. He was one of these guys who, you know, march into a church during a church service and throw condoms at people, shouting, you know, anti-Christian, pro-gay slogans at them. He ended up getting saved, becoming a Christian, and uh, was working in a church. Still had same-sex attractions and was trying to struggle with that. But was working with a young a young woman there. Paul, check this out. This guy's been. He's had same-sex attractions since high school. He goes to the school counselor and says, I get turned on when I see naked guys and I don't want to. She says, hey, just accept it. It's who you are. You can't change it. You just have to accept it. He said, I felt like she punched me in the gut. He went home feeling sick, but he said, you know what? I'm just a teenager. She's the adult counselor. She knows. I guess that's who I am. So he embraced that and he lived that lifestyle for so many years. Anyway, then he gets saved, becomes a Christian. The Holy Spirit is now living in, inside of him and, and affecting the way that he thinks, the way he feels. Now he's working with a girl at the church, this young woman. And one day he goes to the pastor, he says, Pastor, he says, I, I got this, I feel so guilty because I've, I got to share this with you and I don't know what to do about it. You got to pray for me because I'm, in, you know, I've been working with Sarah and, um, and I'm, I'm looking at her. I've started having these sexual feelings about her. I'm having these sexual thoughts about her. And the pastor says, that's good. That's what you're supposed to do. He said, that's a good thing. I mean, you don't act out on those because you're not married to her. You don't want to be lusting after her. But that anyway, so he ends up asking her out and he starts, they start dating and he marries her and they have kids. Okay, the point is people that have same-sex attractions suffer. They suffer whether they act on those same-sex attractions or if they deny them, okay? They suffer either way. Um, and so this is, not a, this is not an anti-gay thing. That's not what it's about. The fact is that the communists have recognized that they can use people in the homosexual and lesbian community to achieve their goals, and that's something that uh, is expressed extremely well in this video, uh, the, the best 30-minute explanation of Marxism I've ever seen by Dr. Uh, James Lindsay. So all the whole wokeism thing, it's all, oh, yeah, are we ready? Okay, yeah, thanks. Ready? Yeah, I'll just, yeah, here's a little excerpt from that. Uh, assembly. Something Tom just said, which is, in fact, that woke is supposed to advance equity in Europe. So here's the definition of equity and see if it sounds like a definition of anything else you've ever heard of. The definition of equity comes from the public administration literature. It was written by a man named George Fredrickson. And the definition is an administered political economy in which shares are adjusted so that citizens are made equal. Does that sound like anything you've heard of before, like socialism? 
They're going to administer an economy to make shares equal. The only difference between equity and socialism is the type of property that they redistribute, the type of shares. They're going to redistribute social and cultural capital in addition to economic and material capital. And so this is my thesis when we say what is woke? Woke is Maoism with American characteristics, if I might borrow from Mao himself, who said that his philosophy was Marxism-Leninism with Chinese characteristics, which means woke is Marxism. And it's a very provocative statement. Okay. It's something you will certainly hear. So what he explains is that, okay, so how did Marx take over how did how did the communists take over Russia? What was their tech? What, everywhere they go, it's the the communist parties. The communist party is also known as the what? The workers' party, right? So, what's the symbol of communism in Russia, or what was it during the Soviet the, Union? The hammer and sickle. Hammer and sickle, right? Why did they pick the hammer and sickle as their symbols? Because the hammer is a sign of workers. The sickle is a sign of workers. So you got industrial workers and farmers all represented in that symbol, the hammer and sickle. So they're the workers' party. And, okay, so here's the underlying thing. They knew that in order to overthrow the government and in order to, to, to install communism, Marxism, throughout Russia, they needed help. They needed the people, basically, to do their dirty work for them and fight for them and, and be on their side and be their army. So they, they, they positioned themselves as the workers' party. And they, they, they gave propaganda, they told lies, developed a dis- very deceptive campaign, telling the workers that they are being oppressed, that they're being taken advantage of, that they're like slaves, even though they get paid for their work. You know, they, they work because they get paid and they can support their families. But they're being told, no, 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 you're like slaves. They're taking it, the, the boss man is taking advantage of you. So... Um, you know, the bourgeois class, the ruling class, they have all the riches. You, you don't, and you never will. They just take advantage of you like you're a slave. So that was, the, that, that was their premise, and that's what, they, that's what they tried to push on them. The problem is that, A, it wasn't true, and B, they knew it wasn't true, but the people didn't know it wasn't true. Marx actually said that at some point, um, the whole world, all the workers of the world will revolt. And, and turn against the, the ruling class, the, the, the wealthy. And, and then, then they'll install communism across the world. But it didn't happen. And the reason it didn't happen is because that's not true. Uh, the workers actually have a way of, of, of earning more and more and, and handling their own finances so that they can make a better life for themselves. They don't need the government to come in and tell them what to do and what not to do. It was recognized by Marxists uh, 50 years ago that it wasn't working and that, in fact, capitalism or a free market economy actually, not only does it not impoverish the worker, it does not um, immiserate the worker. It actually lifts the worker out of poverty and out of misery and allows them to chart their own course. So they said, we can't appeal to the workers anymore to do our dirty work. We need to appeal to someone else. Who's it going to be? Let's use these disenfranchised 
classes. In fact, let's disenfranchise them even more. Uh, women using the women's rights movements. Homosexuals using the gay rights movement. The trans people using the transsexual movement. The LGBT class using that movement. The blacks using the BLM movement. So it's social capital now that they're going to redistribute by saying, you don't have a fair... These people, these normal people, the straight people, the normal people, they're pushing you down and you need to rebel against them and push back. That's exactly what the whole woke agenda is all about. Um, Dr. Lindsay explains it much, much better than I just did and he gives examples and quotes the, the, the Maoists and the, the, the Marxists throughout history um, so it's really, I, if you're going to spend 30 minutes doing anything and you really want to understand how it works, watch that entire video because it is, it is incredibly well worth it. You know, um, there's something to it. Uh, I need to do more research into it. Um, and I could be mistaken, but I thought I heard that, um, Black Lives Matter is filing for bankruptcy. Well, good. I hope that they do. Because it was a total scam because they were just, they were taking all that money and buying big mansions and giving the, everybody like these inflated salaries. And yes. So yes. It, was, it was just a huge scam. And I, I think I heard that they're filing for bankruptcy now. Well, they should file for bankruptcy. They are a communist element agent within the United States. Oh, yeah. The that, two founding ladies, didn't they? I mean, they they're came not out. ladies, they're they, women. They but, came out and said that they are Marxist, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They admit to be Marxists. Yeah. yeah. In fact, let me just see, because that's actually uh, not, it's not in this section. Hold on. Um, you know, I love paper, but it is, it's not quite as easy to search as an electronic device. Uh, but yes, you're right. So, so the, the, and, and they donated are, a bunch of the money to the transgender movement, too, because I think one of the founding ladies, are they? Women. Women, yes. <laughs> well, uh, it was is a trans person. So they didn't even give the money to, to the black community. They gave it to the trans community. Yeah, BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors, a self-identified trained Marxist. She actually identifies as a trained Marxist. No, that's not her. Who's that? That's... Oh, I think he's looking at the highlight of the... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want no, me to read I, that? I've got or... it right here. No, no, I can... Okay. Thank you. Thank... Boy, he's on the spot. Uh, BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors, a self-identified trained Marxist, stepped down as her, from her role as executive director in 2021 following criticism of the group's finances. So here's the, here's the good thing. They've seen an 88% decrease in funding, in donations, because Americans are realizing these guys are just, what, they're all getting rich. They're sp- BLM is a George Soros-funded and founded, uh, I, I mean, he's been behind it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's the founder, but Soros has been behind it from the beginning, uh, in my understanding. And, um, and they've gotten, uh, let's see, BLM has seen, uh, let's see, records viewed by the Epic Times show that the fundraising arm of the organization, BLM Global Network Foundation, raised just $9.3 million in fiscal 2022 compared to the previous year. Uh, compared to 2020, where they raised 80 million, so that's an 88 percent drop in donations. Uh, so yeah, they're in they're in trouble. And good, I say praise God for that because they have done irreparable harm to our country. And the way that they work is the same way that the that the the trans movement is working. They're they're trying to find and collect people who consider them. Okay, so you're not disenfranchised until. You're told that you're disenfranchised, right? 
what tell me what company had a policy that prevented uh homosexuals from being hired what company had that they can't even do it it's illegal yeah right what company had a policy that that, that said if you want to cross dress you can't work here or if you identify as whatever it, there aren't any so these people have been disenfranchised by this ideology that has been foisted upon them and now on the rest of the country for the purpose of creating division and strife so that they will do the work of the communists and yeah, we have- I, I wonder i wonder how much money that they had you know because one of the bills that they probably had to pay i wonder how much it costs to uh, get all those pallets of bricks uh, throughout all the cities <laughs> right so we have so you're referring to the bricks that just suddenly showed up at all the places where these 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 peaceful protests yeah uh with burnings and smashing cars and smashing windows so here's the thing when we have companies like anheuser-busch uh choosing a trans woman a guy acting like a woman uh, to be their spokesman for bud light we have target suddenly promoting this big promotion for Gay Pride Month, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's trans. Now it's everything month, um, and having this whole clothing line to confuse kids into thinking that they're not their biological sex. Mm-hmm. So this is on the front page of the Epic Times, and we've talked about it a little bit last uh, last time. By the way, Anheuser Busch has lost five billion dollars since they did that, and now people are calling for a boycott of Target over transgenders' children's clothes. The Target uh, retailer has um, has a whole new line of queer and transgender clothes for kids, including little girls' bathing suits designed to accommodate tucking of male genitalia, and it's incited backlash that's very similar to what happened with uh, the Bud Light thing. Uh, blowback is specific to the recent Giants' recent release of an LGBT line of clothing and accessories a few weeks ahead of Pride Month. Um, to market the line... Target is running images on its website of young, effeminate-looking boys modeling little girls' rainbow-colored sports bras and singlets, something that has especially outraged parents such as Lori Clark, who says, I really, in all honesty, don't... This is Lori Clark speaking. I really, in all honesty, don't care what adults do behind closed doors. But when you start targeting kids, no, no. You have brought... The, I want to make sure I quote her accurately. You have brought the fight to us. So don't get mad when we punch back. And people are punching back. And it's not just Target, but Target is the obvious one. It's also North Face. Mm-hmm. North Face is doing the same. They're pushing the same garbage. Look, here's the problem. None of this has to do with defending the rights of any American citizen, even if they have a mental illness, even if they have gender dysphoria. That's not what it's about. What it's about is creating a class of people who are considered to be depressed, pushed down, um, used, abused to fight the communist fight so that America will lose its moral compass, lose its values, lose its ability to move straight ahead and protect and preserve the rights and freedoms of all Americans that are guaranteed by our Constitution and given to us by God so that we will weaken our country to the point that uh, our enemies can finally waltz in and take over. And at that point, they're not going to care if you're trans or gay or straight or whatever. If you don't follow what they tell you to do, if you don't do the thing that they'll tell you, they'll kill you. Mm -hmm. 
because that's how it works in those countries. That's exactly how it works in China. So, you know, uh, Mr. Trudeau over in Canada, our neighbor to the north, you know what he said about communist China, the CCP? He said, of all the governments in the world, this is recorded. He said, of all the government systems in the world, the one that I admire the most is the CCP. Well, that's because he's, uh, uh, who are they saying his dad is? Um, is Pervert? From, no, no. He was uh, not... Not Che, uh, not, not, not Che. Uh, yeah, it'll come to me. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. I can't remember any names after I had COVID the second time. Yeah. They're all gone. I can't remember any. I think it was like the Puerto Rican. No, never mind. Yeah, anyway. Well, we'll, we'll what were you saying, back. Steve? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just. So, so here's the deal Americans are calling for a boycott of Target, and I absolutely firmly support that because guess what? Target has demonstrated that they're susceptible to pressure. Uh, big trans activist group supported undoubtedly by the WEF or George Soros or BLM or whoever, any one of the terrorist organizations that operate openly and almost with total impunity within our own country, um, targeted a Target store and uh, trashed the store. So Target goes, oh, oh, we gotta, oh, we gotta endorse uh, the trans thing. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. If, uh, I'd probably get kicked out of Target if I was in there with my kids and I saw a big like poster or something that had showed a picture of like kid, some kid wearing like that tuckable crap or yeah, whatever. Right. If I saw it, I would rip it off the wall and they would kick me out. They would, yes, right. And they may charge you as well. Yeah. And then it could be on the news. And that, would, that could be good because then you could actually make more headlines about what they're doing. But, but where's the outrage? We, it's showing up. We need more of it. We need more Americans to stand up and say, no, I will never shop there again. And look, I've got friends that work at Target. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not against any of the individual workers at Target. But for the corporation to make that kind of a decision, it is destructive to America because they are literally, and if you watch the 30-minute video, I, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. That 30-minute video uh, that's on our website that we showed a little portion of, um, you can't watch that and walk away and think, well, it's just a natural movement of people that were, you know, felt disenfranchised and so blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. No, it's not. It's all very intentional. It's laid out. It's a communist plot against America. And it is working. And it will continue to work as long as Americans don't fight back. So who are the warriors against America? Who are the ones that are fighting against American values, against our freedoms, against our God-given rights to live as free people? North Face, Target, Anheuser-Busch, and any other company that goes along with that agenda and pushes it, they are enemies of America and they're fighting against us. They're what the communists actually refer to as useful idiots. Yeah. Um, so George Soros, I mean, he's made his billions because he owns Walmart, right? Or George Soros? Yeah. No, no, no. George Soros made his billions by speculating in uh, not just Wall Street, but involving, I mean... I could have swore, swore he had something to do with Walmart. But, that, no, but the, he, reason yeah, I, George, I, the reason yeah. I bring that up, though, is because why is uh, Target like doing all this promotional stuff, but you don't see it at Walmart? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Walmart, The you know, it was Sam Walton that started Walmart, and he got rich doing that. He's a guy from Arkansas, right? Just he had this idea of selling in this way. I think it's predatory the way that Walmart operates, but uh, that's that's another show. Um, but Soros made his money, I think a lot of it is uh, is illicit money. I mean, he's... He was the guy that when he was a kid, and, and some people said, well, he was just a kid, so we didn't... He he's, came from a Jewish family. Uh, he's not a Jew, he's an atheist. I mean, whether or not he actually has Jewish blood, if he has Jewish heredity, I, 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 I suspect that he does. But when the Nazis were, were marching through Germany and, and uh, killing Jews, um, his father had money, and um, he bribed a Russian officer, paid a Russian officer to take his son in as an adopted son and hide his Jewish identity and so that to save his son. But because he was Jewish, he came from a Jewish family, he knew other Jews, he helped the Nazis identify Jewish families so that they could then persecute them. Oh, wow. And, um, and so a person could say, well, you know, is he... I mean, he was a kid, and so maybe he felt like he had to do that because he doesn't know, and if he doesn't, maybe they'll kill him. So he was coerced into doing that. So you could make a case for that. But George Soros was, was, was interviewed on 60 Minutes several years ago, and he was asked, you know, didn't you? So, you know, that would have been a horrendous thing. I mean, you, because you basically, by pointing out these families, you were partly responsible for their deaths mm-hmm. and the destruction of their family and their wealth and, and, and their lives. You must, I mean, that, that, that would be a, a terribly weighty thing. I mean, do you, do you have guilt? Or do you feel guilt over that? Here's George Soros's response. <laughs> not, not, and not, not at all, not at all. No, um, no, if if uh, if I had not done this, um, uh, someone else would have done it. If I hadn't robbed the bank and shot the teller, someone else would have. Yeah. yeah. If I hadn't raped those women, someone else would have. Uh, it's not my. I have no guilt at all. The man is a psychopath. He's a very very wealthy psychopath, and he made his money by <clears throat> first. Um, generating a, a, a name for himself that he was this great investor. He's this real wise guy when it comes to finances. And somebody, look, I'm not an expert on George Soros, not at all. But I know that one of the things that he did was he engaged in speculation where he would release information about a company or a country which would cause tremendous movement on the stock market in that country. And then he'd swoop in and buy up or sell based on whether he got them to, 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 to uh, increase the value or decrease the value of their currency or of their company. And then he would take advantage of it. And he did that over and over and over again. He ruined companies. He ruined entire economies of small countries, destroyed them, destroyed people's lives, plunged um, thousands of people or more into abject poverty, resulting in the deaths of hundreds, thousands, millions of people and felt absolutely no remorse over that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because to George Soros, the atheist who doesn't fear God, it's just business. It's just, make, it's just a way to make more money. The, he, he is a, he's a corrupt, 
Antichrist um, with great wealth and, and influence, uh, unlike anyone we've seen. And he's a very old man. He's not going to live that much longer. Uh, and, and one, but one day he will bow the knee to Jesus Christ uh, before he's thrown into the lake of fire uh, forever. And, All right. Well, the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's his end. I'm telling you, no, that's where he will end up. That is where he will end up. Yeah, so he better enjoy his life now while he can yep. and do as much damage as he can because he's, he's going to a really, really bad place. He'd, he'd probably want some really good uh, running shoes. You know, uh, here's the thing, and, and, and we can talk about this on another show. Um, you know, people think somehow that heaven and hell are democracies, that if you go to hell, you suffer just as much as anybody else who goes to hell. If you go to heaven, you, you, you know, you've got as much glory as anybody else in heaven. That is completely untrue and completely unbiblical. That's a, it's a really, it's an American thought that probably is influenced by, by communists. I don't know. Uh, but it's not true. Uh, in Scripture, it's very clear that God is a just God. That means he punishes people according to their deeds. According to their deeds. So those who have done really bad things will receive really harsh punishments. Those who have done not as bad things, will receive lesser punishments. Uh, Jesus talks to Christians, to believers, and he says, don't lay up treasure here on earth where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break in and steal. But I tell you, lay up treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust corrupt and where no thief comes near. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, there are no thieves in heaven. <laughs> there, are, there will be former thieves... There will be former thieves in heaven, but there won't be there won't be active thieves in heaven, right? So, so to lay up treasure, think about what does that mean? That means do things now, invest in things now that will give you treasure, right? You follow me? I know you're distracted because you're trying to. It's from me. So, is it a? Hmm. Is it a graphic? Yeah, I pulled up a picture you might like. Uh, my wife showed it to me, I think. Is it three guys yeah. carrying it? That's great. That's, that, that is a great graphic. Yeah, go do that. So I'll finish, I'll finish while you're... So, so, so the way that it works, in order to... <clears throat> if Jesus says a lay up treasure in heaven, that means it's possible for you to do that. It also means it's possible for you to not do that. Mm-hmm. Right? In other words... There are people who are Christians who are living in this world right now who are not laying up treasure in heaven. They're not actively laying up treasure in heaven. The book of 1 Corinthians actually talks about them, and it says that they will be saved, yet they'll be saved so as through fire, like a man escaping through the flames. His house catches on fire, he gets out. But he gets out with the shirt on his back, right, with the pajamas he was wearing at the time. Yeah, there's, right? a, there's that picture. Is it on? Oh, there it is. Good. Yeah. This is why we pray for each other. I love that analogy. So there are three, and you notice it's got to be three. Mm -hmm. Because two, it wouldn't work unless one of them was Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody like him. Uh, Who's a better example than Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because I really don't like him. Um, A real strong, muscular guy. But but, but, no, no. Go ahead and put that back up. I just want. Yeah. So, so. Here's the deal. At some point or another, most of us, if not all of us, will find ourselves over a pit over a big 
a big pothole in life and you have people praying for you or this could also be used to illustrate the, the, the strength and the importance of family. When you have a family, a strong family and you hold together as a family, your other family members will, can hold you up when you would have fallen into this pit. And that's also what we pray for each other. So at some point, each person that's carrying that pole that unites them together, either in prayer or as a family, uh, finds himself in jeopardy. And the other two hold them up. Yep. And that's a great illustration. I yeah, love I that. thought it was pretty cool. It really is. That's excellent. Yeah, you can go ahead there. So the point, anyway, to get to, to get back to the point, uh, you know, Dante's Inferno, he, he did a whole art thing on that. But it's true, there are, I, I, I fully believe that there are different levels of suffering in hell depending on how much suffering you imposed on other people while you were alive on earth. And there will be different levels of glory in heaven depending on how you responded to uh, God's direction and God's call in your life. So all that to say is... Um, I think that boycotts are effective, and I think that we need to send a very clear message to these companies, Target, North Face, Anheuser-Busch. I will never drink another Bud Light in my life. Okay, go ahead, say it. Yeah, I know you haven't. Right. I never have drank, <laughs> right? I never, I've never had a Bud Light. But, but, I, but if I did, I would never drink. So I can't really, it's not, they, 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 they're not losing anything from my loss of business because they never had my business in the first place. But North Face did. I've got a couple of nice North Face jackets, North Face winter hat. They will never get another dime from me, another penny from me. I will never buy their product again. Never, never. I'm going to cover up the name North Face. I think I'm going to write, have a say about face. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> because I'm turning away from them. So here's the question, Paul. This is my, I guess, my final statement for this, for this segment. What's more important to us? Are, because you know what? It's, it's convenient to shop at a store like Target. They've got some nice stuff. I, I like shopping there. I mean, I did when I shopped there. Uh, North Face makes them nice, very overpriced, especially because who knows? Maybe it's you know if they don't if they don't care enough about kids to protect them from this trans agenda. For all I know, they manufacture their stuff in child sweatshops, you know, in Indonesia or some other country where they where that happens. I'm not saying it happens in Indonesia. I'm just saying. Um, I will never. I, what's more important to us are our convenience or our convictions. Do our values matter enough for us to inconvenience ourselves so that we can push back against the agenda that's trying to destroy all of us? And I think if we don't do that, if each one of us isn't willing to suffer a little inconvenience, a little bit of, okay, I guess I'm not going to buy that brand anymore. If we're not willing to do that, we deserve what's coming to us. Yeah, and you know... So, you know, you talk about fighting back and, you know, fighting back against Target is, I guess, one of the only ways you can really do it is, like you said, by not shopping there. Yeah. But Send them a letter and don't shop there. But, on, but I mean, it's but where you, you do see people fight are at school board meetings and stuff like that, where they can actually try to get a voice. Because if they're doing this at Target, I mean, the schools and everybody, they're going to be trying to push this crap, too, and... 
So people got to stand up and they've been doing it. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy that they've been doing it on the one hand. On the other hand, here's the deal. You show up at a school board meeting. I've done that multiple times during the COVID thing. I showed up with experts, with PhDs who, who were able to prove that the policies that they were implementing in the Grand Forks Public Schools not only were not effective, they were harmful to the children's health and they were harmful to the children's education. They proved that. They had the goods to present to them showing beyond a shadow of a doubt this is not working for what you say it's working for, and it is going to create harm. And they rolled their eyes when we spoke, and then, thank you, okay, move on. Thank you, your time's up. Thank you, you can move on. Here's the deal. Um, we can't impact them. They can do whatever they want, and they do, because they are part of the woke agenda. They're part of the enemy. They are the traitors to our country. What we say in front of the school board means nothing to them. However, if you are no longer spending your dollars at Target, that does matter to them. And so that's where you can actually have a real-world impact by saying, I'm not shopping there anymore. Mm -hmm. And whether you send a letter or not, I think sending a letter is a good idea. I'm planning on sending a letter. Whether or not I actually follow through because of all the other things that I'm working on, I don't know. So I'm not going to promise. But my plan is to send a letter and to send a letter to North Face as well and to just let them know, hey, I, I will never shop at your store again. And some people say, well, no, don't go that far. Just say, if you continue, I'll never shop there again. Well, the problem that I have with that is, oh, okay, so they're not going to continue today, but tomorrow they'll do it again because they're going to get my business so they'll have the money to fight back the next time against America because they're going to think that next time they're going to succeed. Yep. So I, I say, no, never get, you're not getting my dollars anymore. Yeah. And I, I mean, I heard too, that one of the reasons that they're doing this is they're expecting, you know, the country to go to a digital currency. And so they want to make sure that their social credit score is at the top of the game. So when they implement this digital currency, they're not going to get all their money taken away. Which means if that's true, Paul, what does it mean? It means they're caving at the beginning before the fights even started. Yep. They're caving. What does that say about them as a, as, a, as a corporation, as a company? You know, do companies have values? Do companies have morals? Uh, nah, companies are there to make money, but that doesn't mean that they have to make money unethically or immorally. Uh, there are companies that operate with virtuous standards that they impose on their employees, and they say, hey, look, here's what we're going to... We're not going to do this. Why? Because we don't think it's right. We're not going to do these things because we don't think that they're right. And, you know, another thing that's really uh, fantastic, if these uh, businesses like, you know, Target or Walmart or something like that close down in communities like ours. Yeah. That, no, it's, it's great for the community because, because now everybody is going to fill the void. Yeah. So there it creates entrepreneurship. That's right. Yeah. Instead of having to go try to find a, a job for $15 an hour at Target, you can become an entrepreneur and just make shoes and then... You have Bingo. an American-made shoe company. Right. Or you, yeah. or you stock the products that... The, yeah, where are the small mom-and-pop shops that used to sell the things that they sell at Target and Walmart? See, when those big conglomerate, big massive corporations come into an area, one of the things that they do is they put mom-and-pop family-run operations out of business. Yeah, I don't think that they um, have a San Antonio shoe at Target. I don't think they do either, but you know what? If there was a company like San Antonio Shoes, that'd be what I think they should shorten it to SAS Shoes. Yeah. Like a shoe, think about that. Imagine this, a shoe that's actually made in America. Can yeah. you imagine that? A shoe that's made in America by American workers. You know what? 
I would buy that shoe. I would never buy another Chinese shoe company's product again if there was a shoe company like that in America. Yeah, and not only that, but then you get a local person. Oh, to, have a to, local to, business selling to, it. Yeah, selling it. And then they, they're a lot more personable. They, they show you, they explain everything. And that's exactly what they do at Churchill that Shoes. That beautiful. Oh, Churchill Shoes. Yes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. <laughs> Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Okay, and then um, we do actually have a couple of comments that I haven't addressed here. Mm. Uh, so one of them is... Uh, I don't think you're saying we shouldn't show up to school board meetings, are you? Um, am I saying that? Hmm. And then also, at the, uh, is it just the Grand Forks school board that seems futile? A lot of school boards are, are, seem futile they, uh, because they don't have to listen to the parents. They don't have to listen to the public. They pretend to listen. I, I think that the Grand Forks school board is, uh, is so... They're clueless or they're corrupt, one or the other. I mean, I don't see another option. Um, uh, is there somebody there that wants to do the right thing? I don't know. I don't think Terry Brenner does. I don't think he cares. Uh, I think, you know, he's got his big salary and he'll do what he's told to do. I, I think that's really how it works. Not by the people, but by the people that, you know, pull his strings. Um, uh, Dr. Lund, I, how can you respect a, a guy that's supposed to be a doctor who was who supposed to be a, a pediatrician, who's supposed to care about children, who continually stands behind policies that are provably harmful to children and won't listen to anybody that says anything to the contrary. How can you, how can you support anybody like that? Uh, why, did they, why are they there? I don't know. I, you know. I ran for school board along with four other, well, several. The, the, there was a whole group of really good people running for school board, and we didn't get elected because we didn't, I think one of the reasons is because we didn't get the endorsement of the teachers' union because why? Because they're bought and paid for already. Yep. The, the CCP already owns them. So they'll do whatever the, the communists want. I mean, that's, that's where we are. It's a, it's a huge battle. It's a huge fight. But I think that we can win it because if we defund them by not giving them our dollars anymore, stop buying ch from China, stop buying from Target, stop buying from... I mean, how much stuff in Target comes from China? Uh, stop buying from North Face... Uh, stop buying from these companies that that are actually trying to destroy our country and start buying. For, look, you know what? I, I have a feeling that if I buy a pair of shoes at Churchill Shoes that are made in San Antonio, Texas, that it's going to be more expensive than the pair of shoes I could buy at Target or Walmart that are made in China. I've got a pretty strong feeling that they're more expensive. But you know what? I think that in the long run, they're less expensive because to fight an actual war would be way more expensive than buying a slightly more expensive pair of shoes. Well, and they also last twice as long. And they last twice as long, maybe more than twice as long. You know, there's a, there's a shoe repair place here in the mall. 
we've taken in, uh, shoes in them a number of times. And uh, one of the pairs that I took was an expensive pair. It wasn't a, a SAS. Uh, it was another brand. Um, and the, uh, the expert, the shoe repair expert said to me, I said, can you fix these? He said, yeah, this is one of the few, one of the very few brands that's, that makes shoes that are actually worth repairing. Oh. Because the rest of them aren't worth repairing because they're junk. San Antonio shoes doesn't make junk. Nope. And so I guarantee that if you buy a pair of them and you wear them for years until you wear out the soles or wear out the sides or wear out whatever, uh, uh, I'll bet you money they could be repaired. You know, I don't, I don't bet money. I know we're going long here, but something that is kind of um, confusing to me, I don't know how you could get the backlash from it, but uh, so North Face... It's not like you go to a North Face store. I'm pretty sure that they sell North Face and like Shields and Cabela's and Cabela's and, and right. all that kind yeah, of stuff. Sporting so, goods stores and others. Yeah, and you can buy them in other stores. As well. So I mean, should, I mean, people should be protesting outside of those stores too. To you know, like if you're going to sell this product in here, we're going to protest about it. Yeah. Or what they could do is they could. Yeah, right. That's a good point. They could protest the store. They could write a letter to the store. They could talk to the store manager and say, "Just want you to know, I'm never going to buy any North Face products." In fact, I'll considering shopping other places that don't sell North Face. So give them a chance to react. Give them a chance to, to say, yeah, we're not going to carry that anymore. It, it, it gets a little bit harder because not everybody watches The Great Reset, right? Not everybody is, is watching GFBS. So a lot of people are uninformed. Hopefully more and more people will become informed. Hopefully there will be other organizations that point out this kind of stuff that's going on. And look, if you understand that it's an attack on American values, an attack on the American Constitution, an attack on American freedom, an attack on America, right? The goal is to destroy America. And the, the woke agenda, the BLM agenda, the, the, the critical race theory agenda, the, all that stuff, it's all part of the plan to take down America. So if you engage in it, if you allow it, if you endure it, if you become a part of it by, by supporting it in any way, you're part of the attack on America, on your own country, on your own future. I think that if most Americans understood that, they would stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Recent polling of, of university students or university age people in America show a rising, I mean, a, a, a frighteningly large increase in people who say that they support socialism over capitalism or the free market economy, and they can't even tell like, tell you what the capital they, of the they state have no idea. They, no, what the they, capital of the state they live in is they, they, right. Yeah. Much less be able to define the difference or, or 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 give you the distinguishing characteristics of a socialist economy or country versus a capitalist or free market economy. Mm-hmm. They can't. They don't even know. They just know because they hear the buzzwords and buzz phrases about how capitalism is bad. Capitalism is bad. Capitalism is bad, and socialism is is fair. But, but it's, all, it's all a lie. And they can't even tell you the difference. So if you say, so what is socialism in your opinion? They, I don't know. It's where everybody's free. Everybody's equal. <clears throat> no. Well, I got a comment here, too. That, that, I didn't know this, but uh, with Shields being a uh, vocally Christian-owned uh, business, sure hope that uh, we see movement there against North Face. That's a great point. And, in fact, I think that we need to contact Shields and say, <clears throat> are you going to continue to carry a line of clothing because they also carry Columbia, 
Um, are you going to carry a line of which is direct and co- direct competition against North Face? Are you going to continue to carry a line of clothing that um, that actively grooms children for sex predators? I, I don't know if Shields actually does sell North Face. They do. They do. Okay. Yep, they do. So yeah, write some letters, people. Write make some, some letters. Phone, make some phone calls. Write some letters. Buy American. Read labels. If it says made in China, try to find. If you know, look. If 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 you need, if you absolutely need something. <clears throat> And the only company, the only place that's manufactured is in China. You, and you need it. Let's say you're an electrician and you're doing an install of outlets in somebody's house. You've got to put outlets in their house. And you go to all your distributors and every single wall outlet, AC wall outlet, is made in China. You can't go to the customer and say, well, look, you know what? If you put rubber gloves on and you can twist the wires around whatever appliance you want to plug in and then just put duct tape around it, that'll work instead of not. You can't do that. No. First of all, it, it, it won't meet code. And second of all, it's because it, it's unsafe. You just can't do that. So in that case, you would have to buy that product that's made in China. Thankfully, uh, if you're willing to look around and shop around, you can find, oh, that you can find this very similar, sometimes a better outlet it was made in Mexico mm-hmm. or made in um, Vietnam or made in even uh, um, um, Indonesia. Uh, Indonesia, yeah, right, right. Uh, so there are other options. Almost always there are other options mm-hmm. and we need to look for them. And if it's, eh, if it's a buck or two more, pay the buck or two more. Yeah. So the money doesn't go to our arch enemy uh, who's trying to destroy us. Because if we lose our country, Paul, if we lose our country, we will not get it back. Mm-hmm. We won't get it back. The one thing that's most important to maintain a country is information. And China knows how to gather and control information. They've got surveillance cameras all over. I mean, ten, millions and millions and millions. I think, what, 40 million, 400 million CCT cameras all over China, and they're all connected by computers, and they're using AI now, and they're doing all that to keep track of every single every single citizen and their movements and what they do and who they know and who they spend time with, the whole thing. And then they adjust their social credit score. The exact same thing will come to America, and your freedoms are gone forever, forever, mm-hmm. forever. We don't want that here. So the time to fight is now. Don't buy anything made in China. Um <clears throat> Buy U.S. made if you ever can, even if it's twice the price, because it'll be twice the value. Uh, and uh, and boycott, yeah. Don't don't shop at stores that are actively or brands that actively are engaged in destroying your country. Well, uh, what do we uh, what do we got planned for next week? Next week, uh, oh, next week is a surprise. All right, I can't tell you. Yes, it's uh, but it's going to be good. I'll tell you that. It's my birthday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, well, I guess we're uh, going to wrap the show up then. We're getting getting a little long here. Yes. Um, so again, uh, thanks for watching the, the Great Reset on Grand Fork's Best Source. Uh, uh, again, thank our sponsors, Executive Properties, Old for Heaven's Cakes, and Churchill Shoes. And then uh, tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. on GF Best Source for our interview with Savannah uh, Simmers uh, talking about the bike fun, bike run fundraiser. Uh, So remember to like, share, tag, and follow GFPS. Pound that notification bell to receive the heads up whenever we go live. 
And please support GFBS by visiting our donate link at the top of our best gfbestsource.com web, website. And yeah, Grand Cities is a wonderful place. Grand Forks Best Source. We're giving it an identity again. Peace, everybody. <laughs>